Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I am JB, and we have a very special one. That is John Smoltz, eight-time All-Star World Champion, and now Hall of Famer, joining us from Cooperstown. John, thanks so much for taking time out of what has to be a ridiculously crazy week to spend some time with fans. My pleasure. It was a uh, an interesting week, one that I'm breathing a lot better today <laughs> than I was yesterday. Well, I'm sure you know. You, I'm sure the guys gave you the reviews of your speech. I'm sure that'll go on for a while, as that's the next big chapter. It was an incredible class, and you were certainly an integral part of that. So, folks, you know how this Edward Jones Chatting Cage works. I'll do my best to keep you connected. You get your FaceTime with John Smoltz right here. Get your webcam fired up. In the meantime, use social media to reach out to us, and then I will read them, like this right here. This one is from Alice Cooperstown 04. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty timely. So, John, have you ever been to Cooperstown prior to this just to visit? You know, I'd been really quick. Uh, we played the Hall of Fame game, I think, in 96, somewhere in there, or whenever that uh, time we came here. It was in, it was out, it was quick. I'd been here as a junior Olympic baseball player in the USA team where we played Australia, I believe, on this field. So every time I was here, it was so quick. There was nothing that I could ever remember uh, I will never forget this time spending here and can't wait to come back every single year. <laughs> that is right. This is the first of many trips now in a very special way for John Smoltz. Folks, get your webcam fired up. Join us right here in the Edward Jones Chatting Cage as we keep the conversation going. As we get this fan in the cage right now, what's your name, where you're from, what is your question for John Smoltz? Hi, John. My name is Sean. I'm from the Bay Area in California. I'm a huge Braves fan one of my all-time favorite pitchers um, and my question for you is who are your favorite teammates or who is your favorite teammate besides uh, Glavin and Maddox well I had so many great ones and got a chance to spend a lot of time even though I didn't spend a lot of time with Greg Olson he was one of my favorites we hit it off he was my catcher Brian McCann was a, a young catcher that I got to break in Steve Avery I had so much fun with so many guys um, that it's hard to, you know, obviously pick one. But when you spend a long time like you had, I, like I did with Glavin, 15 years, Chipper Jones for a long time. But I would say that personality rise and the way that we click, Greg Olson and I developed a pretty strong friendship uh, from our time together. There you have it. A great question from a young, fa uh, young fan, Sean, out there in the Bay Area. It's still Braves friend. Braves are coast to coast. We know that. John Smoltz letting you know who, uh, who other than those other two guys were one of his favorites in the clubhouse over the course of that career. Another fan joins us right now. What's your name, where you're from, what's your question for John Smoltz? Hi, John. My name is Brian Purvis. Uh, great to see you, a longtime fan. Uh, I'm a middle school baseball coach, and I just wanted to thank you for taking uh, a little bit of time from your speech yesterday to, to speak to young players. Uh, a lot of people had to thank yesterday and that, you took time out of your speech to address young players and, and arm usage meant a lot to, to me, and I know it's going to mean a lot to my players. Um, my question is, what do you suggest in between starts for young middle school teenage kids in, in middle school and high school? What should they do in between starts? Because I know with uh, uh, Coach Mazzoni, uh, that made a big difference to you at the major league level. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I, I felt compelled that this is an epidemic of, of uh, trends that we've uh, somehow morphed our kids into thinking this is the track to get to the big leagues. But 
you know, as I mentioned, kids don't throw enough. They pitch too much. And if you're maxing out every time you go and pitch, and if everything, every throw you make is a competitive pitch, I don't think that's the best recipe for success. So whether it's playing catch in between on the side session, learning how to have feel and touch and not maxing effort every time you throw a pitch to a catcher. You know, growing up, I played a lot of games by myself and with other kids, and that was a lot of throwing, but not a lot of max effort. And today with all the different tournaments, with everything that's going on, kids are being thrown in and thrust into an environment where they want to compete and impress. So there has to be an ability to take back time and be able to not throw as hard in between starts and still master your craft in a way where you'll have an advantage. If you could do that at a younger age, you'll have an advantage over most. There you have it, folks. Really insightful stuff from John Smoltz talking about a long career, very successful Hall of Fame career, and what you need to do as a young pitcher. John, I know you mentioned that from Lansing in your speech that it was you had to thank the family for giving up summers because you didn't get the full season that other Southern states pitchers did. How important do you think that was for your development overall in the longevity of your career? Yeah, it was crucial. Growing up in Michigan, being able to play seasonal sports, you can't do anything in the winter unless you do it indoors. I took the time away. My body could rest. When you play a one-sided sport, whether it's golf, baseball, you do it all year, it's an imbalance to your body, and it doesn't give it the chance to, to recover. And baseball's not meant to be played that much, especially early on in, the, in a childhood's development. So uh, I feel sorry for those who will live in warm weather conditions where all year round they have the temptation to play baseball and I was grateful that we grew up in Michigan a lot of northern kids had never reached their potential it's why the draftability back in the day was something that uh, they liked because you could teach and mold and they weren't tapped out like a lot of young kids are all right folks this is a great conversation with Hall of Famer John Smoltz be a part of it get your webcam fired up Join us here in the Edward Jones chatting cage as we continue. We'll use Twitter and Facebook. We need to to fill in the gaps, but uh, ultimately you'll get some FaceTime with a Hall of Famer like this fan right here. What's your name? Where are you from? What's your question for John Smoltz? I'm, my name is Crystal, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Go Braves. I grew up watching you, so this is a big deal. Um, but when did you learn the true art of pitching versus just throwing? Well, you know, I, I thought I knew a lot in high school till I got to the minor leagues and the big leagues. Uh, learning how to pitch is something everybody has to go through themselves in a different way. And I think it was about my third year in, in the big leagues where I really started to develop a pattern and a, and a plan and stick with it and learn how to pitch in the big leagues. It takes time. We're asking young big, big leaguers to do it on the fly. It's not that easy. And uh, I would say after getting away from veteran catch catchers and, and really starting to think on my own, basically a pitcher has to, back in our day, make 115 to 130 decisions. And you hope to be right more than wrong. And everything else to a pitcher can be a suggestion. If you're not committed and you don't feel that that's the best pitch to throw, you won't usually have good results. So. It took me quite some time, I'm not going to lie. Early in my career, I didn't know how and why I was having success or failure, and I learned. There you have it, folks. Real important insight to the process it takes to be successful at that level. It's three years into a major league career. It turned out to be a Hall of Fame career. 115 to 130 decisions per game. That's a lot plus execution on that side of it. John, you're up there in Cooperstown. You're at the Double Day. This is the EDJ question of the day. What does it mean for you to join Cox, Glavin, Maddox, 
in the Hall of Fame, and obviously, in the, basically all around the same time as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool to become full circle with a, with a team and a, and a manager and a players that I did everything with. We'll be ever, forever linked, um, and I think this just makes it complete. You know, I know everyone wanted us to go in at the same time. I'm kind of glad it worked the way it did. Let those guys have their own day in the sun. Surefire Hall of Famers. Uh, I was more on the borderline and, and, and obviously did get in last year, but I'm honored, and uh, without Bobby Cox, none of this would be possible for me for sure. Uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, thoughts about that class, that special Braves class, included manager Bobby Cox as those guys join each other in Cooperstown. This is the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I'm JB. That is John Smoltz. And we'll go to one. Uh, this is a Chatting Cage question a lot of people get because people want to know what it's like. You travel, obviously, all over the country as a big leaguer. So uh, bases loaded. 04 wants to know what's your favorite baseball city to travel to? Wow. Oh, another good question. There's so many. Uh, I'm going to be partial to the ones that always have the nice weather that I can play golf. Uh, San Diego was something special. It was always the perfect temperature. Loved going to the West Coast. Guaranteed that you're going to play golf. No rainy days. Uh, <laughs> there's so many great cities, though. I always was selfish. And uh, whether it was the park I liked, it, what did that city have to offer as far as golf courses? And uh, New York is a hidden gem. I never realized how many golf courses are there. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, so many great cities, so many great courses. But San Diego has the perfect climate, the temperament, everything that you could ever want. And uh, I sure enjoyed going out to the West Coast and playing in San Diego. There you have it, folks. San Diego holds uh, all that Southern California charm. You can play golf uh, 365. That's pretty much uh, up there on John Smoltz's list of things to do as well. It should be. Another fan joins us in the cage. What's your name, where you're from? What's your question? Hi, I'm Dakota from Kansas City, and I was just wondering, what is your favorite memory as a player? Oh, my favorite memory. Uh, by far, 1995. Uh, dog piling on the field when we finally won a world championship. There was so much pressure on us to get the monkey off the back that individually nothing really compares um, to that feeling. When the last out's made and you just rush the field and you don't care about anything for about 48 hours. And uh, that, that was an extremely uh, important time in our careers and certainly kind of gave our city the only championship it currently has. And uh, I only wish that you know Atlanta could get some more championships in all the other sports because that's what they've been hoping for and fans have been wanting. So 1995 by far. Uh, 95, a great moment in Braves history for that incredible franchise as well. John, talking about uh, being in Atlanta, you didn't grow up in Atlanta. You ultimately ended up there. You grew up in Lansing. So this is a question for you when you were a young man. Uh, Braves All Day wants to know, who was your favorite player when you were growing up? Anybody who wore a Tiger uniform. Alan Trammell, <laughs> Lou Whitaker, Kirk Gibson, you name it, Jack Morris. I was a diehard Tiger fan. I grew up in the Detroit area, raised in Lansing. My grandfather worked in the ground crew for the Tigers for 20-plus years and in, in the organization in some capacity. So I was constantly trying to drive an hour and a half to get over and watch. I watched the World Series in 84 when they won it, the clinching game. And so I was as diehard as you can imagine, and getting drafted by the Tigers was a dream come true. And then getting traded over to the Atlanta Braves obviously impacted my career where I could never uh, have done maybe some of the things I was able to do at a young age. Uh. Die-hard Tigers fan means you put a Tiger jersey on. John Spoltz was a big fan at the time. That's how it works, folks. Then you end up going to the Hall of Fame after a career with the Braves, just like you drew it up. Uh, another fan <laughs> joins us in the cage. What's your name? Where you're from? What's your question for John? Uh, I'm Matt Markham. I'm from Atlanta. 
Uh, Smoltz, I've been a huge fan of you for a long time. I'll give you the reason why I like baseball. Um, my question for you is I'm an avid golfer as well. And I was wondering, what's your favorite course in Atlanta? It's not like TPC Sugarloaf or Atlanta Athletic Club or East Lake or something. Yeah, there's so many, right? There's so many good golf courses. I'm partial to Hawks Ridge uh, up in the northern part of Atlanta and Georgia, and it's a little hideaway. And once you get up there and you feel like you're in just this little place by yourself in a manicured course. So I've been there for quite some time, and I'm a spoiled golfer. You know, when it, with the ability to go and play a quick round and it's never crowded um, makes me feel like it's my own little intimate course. So there's so many that I have not played, believe it or not, in Georgia. I'm going to get on that quest here soon and start making a list to chop down some courses that uh, are in my backyard that I just haven't really ventured out to play. Uh, we have a feeling there'll be a lot of golf stories around John Smoltz as he heads into the next phase of his career. Before we get to one more Twitter question, i got to ask you, John, based on the speech, too. What's your, uh, where are your accordion skills at this point? Where do they rank? Well, they're probably better than most who've never played it, but uh, I can play by ear the keys. Uh, I can't play the bass anymore. I don't read music, but if I hear something, I can play it. Uh, and like I said, that part of my life is a history I'll never forget. It, it really prepared me for baseball in, in, in interesting ways, the dedication and the, really the discipline it takes to, put, to, to play the accordion and the practice translated into my career of baseball and the effort that it took to stay on the field. So um, all kidding aside, it was something that I look back and I'm very thankful for the process. Well, John, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I know the fans had a great time here in the cage with you. I know I did as well. Congratulations on all your success. It was a heck of a speech letting us inside what you were grateful for and how you became the man you are. Uh, thanks again for being with us today. I appreciate it. And, and that wig, by the way, was hot on my head. I just had to get it. I couldn't keep it on the hair, my hair very long. So uh, it was a great appreciation for having a lot of hair again. <laughs> folks, John Smoltz, even assessing his performance, giving his speech at the Hall of Fame. That's how you do it, folks. <laughs> John, thanks for being with us. And fans, thanks, as always, for being part of this round of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. We'll see you next time.